Welcome to Orphans No More, a media extension of Justice for Orphans, a ministry dedicated to rally the church for the cause of the fatherless, inspiring, educating, and equipping believers to care for vulnerable children, and supporting those who have heard and heeded the call of James 127. Here's your host, Sandra Flack. Now see to it that you drink no wine or other fermented drink and that you do not eat anything unclean. You will become pregnant and have a son whose head is never to be touched by a razor because the boy is to be a Nazarite dedicated to God from the womb. That is Judges chapter 13, verse 5. Welcome to Orphans No More, a podcast to encourage, educate, and equip you to care for children in crisis through adoption, foster care, and kinship care. I'm your host, Sandra Flack. I love to hear from listeners, and sometimes uh, after a listener reaches out, we schedule a call so we can chat and share our stories. Uh, Like this week, I had a conversation with my new friend and fellow FASD adoptive mama, Cammie, and by the time we ended our call, I believe we were both encouraged and felt supported. So please reach out if you have a question, or maybe you'd like to share your story on the show. I am always uh, looking for good guests for this show to share with our listeners. So uh, Cammie is going to be a guest on a future episode. So if you have a question, you just feel like you need to be heard. Uh, Cammie had some questions about maybe homeschooling her daughter, uh, something she'd done years ago, but also like me, uh, very similar stories. And she just had some had questions about how that would look um, with a child with FASD. So um, not that I'm an expert on any of this, but I'm in the trenches with each one of you and I, I'm here for you. And if you want to connect, feel free to reach out to me. You can reach me by email. My email address is sandraflackjfo at gmail.com. You can also find me on social media um, and also through our ministry website, Sandra, I'm sorry, not, well, I do have, a, I have a sandraflack.com. You can find me there too. But um, the ministry website is justicefororphansny.org. So I opened with Judges chapter 13, verse five, where an angel tells Samson's mother, soon to be mother, um, that she will become pregnant with a son and instructs her to not drink wine or fermented drink. Now, it's very interesting. Once your eyes like mine are opened and you see through the lens of FASD as a parent of kids with FASDs, alcohol consumption in pregnancy, that was addressed in the Old Testament of the Bible, right? To not drink wine or fermented drink to do not drink alcohol during pregnancy. Yet today, thousands of years later, there are still so many myths and misunderstandings about it. Now, next week, I have an amazing adoptive mom and foster adopted son duo who will be on the show. I'll be interviewing. They're going to share their stories from both the perspective of a child who experienced much trauma in the foster care system. And then with the mom who uh, uh, fostered and eventually adopted him. Uh, And they're going to be on the show. They're going to tell their story. It's going to be super inspiring. I can't wait for you to hear it. So be sure to tune in next week. But today 
I want to share two more of the FASD facts from the FASD, FAFASD 50 facts list. That is a mouthful, but I want to give them credit because I didn't come up with this and it's not something that I, I created, but you can actually go to FAFASD.org backslash 50 facts, and they have a beautiful slide deck um, that you can look at and use and read. And um, it's 50 facts about FASD. So that's where I'm sharing that from. I'll put a link in it um, to that in our show notes so that you can check it out yourself and use it as a resource. Um, And periodically, I share from this list of FASD facts and unpack what I have learned from my lived experience with being a parent and caregiver um, and, and just kind of bring them to life that way to, to, to just um, sort of offer further education about it and experience um, and awareness. So today we are up to FASD fact number 39. And let me read you the fact. It says how FASD happens and what it does to the brain is well-documented. And yet, many professionals don't understand it, can't diagnosis, or even deny that it exists. We have years of evidence and over 20,000 published studies on the impact of FASD on the brain. How How FASD happens through alcohol exposure during pregnancy and what it does, it alters the structure and function of the brain down to the cellular level and what FASD looks like, the common behavioral symptoms, they are facts and they are all well-documented in scientific literature. So now for me to elaborate from my personal experience, right? Science backs up everything we are saying about FASD and add to that our lived experience. And when I say our, everything we are saying, who are the we, who are the our, and that's, you know, myself and what I'm reading, what I'm listening to on other podcasts with amazing folks like um, Natalie Vecchione of FASD Hope and and Robbie Seal of um, FASD Family Life and Jeff Noble um, and, and others and the amazing work of um, individuals like Dr. Ira Chasnoff. And, and I can't even list them all. There is so much out there, so many resources, so much to read, so much to listen to. But everything that we collectively are all saying about this is all backed up by science. And then as parents and caregivers, we can add our lived experience caring for individuals prenatally exposed, whether they've been diagnosed or not, you know, and we as the parents and the caregivers often feel that our voices are unheard when we're advocating for our kids, when we're talking with professionals, doctors, counselors, social workers, school teachers, et cetera. As parents, we really are the experts on our kids. We know our kids best. And we have to educate ourselves and become experts on FASD because most of the time we have to educate the 
the educators. We have to educate the experts. It shouldn't be that way, especially after the 20,000 plus published studies and all of the worldwide research, but it is that way. And that's another reason why I talk about FASD so much on this podcast. Orphans No More is not a podcast specifically about FASD. It's a podcast to educate and inspire and encourage foster and adoptive and kinship caregivers. I'm an adoptive mom. I'm a kinship caregiver and it affected my life, right? And and most of the children that have come into my home through adoption and kinship care were affected by prenatal exposure to alcohol. So I talk about it because it's relevant. And if you are an adoptive parent, if you are a foster parent, if you're just even doing respite, if you are a kinship caregiver, you're caring for a relative's or a friend's child, there's a high likelihood that the children in your home have been prenatally exposed to alcohol. It's I, I one of the one of the statistics I remember hearing was uh, from Dr. Ira Chasnoff, I believe, about 86% of individuals um, in the child welfare system in the United States have been prenatally exposed to alcohol. So you, the, 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 um, most of the listeners, a majority of you listening are listening because you have children in your home and most likely your children either have been diagnosed or maybe need to be diagnosed. Um, and not everyone, right? Not all of my kids that we adopted have an FASD, but most of them do. So that's why I talk about it on this podcast, because it's relevant to my audience and it's relevant to my life. And it's why I'm taking the facet facilitator training. I want to help parents and caregivers like myself, and I want to help educate the experts and bring that awareness and equip others who are, who are working with or living with children prenatally exposed. So I'm going to move on to FASD fact number 40, the, and I'll read it. The brains of people with FASDs are less plastic than the brains of neurotypical people. What does plastic mean, right? Neuroplasticity is the ability of the brain to change and heal in response to stimuli. And I know for a lot of our kids with attachment issues and who've experienced trauma, um, you know, that neuroplasticity, because of that, our kids can heal from, from trauma. Our kids can, um, you know, behaviors can improve and, and they can experience healing. We all can experience healing, right? But people, further reading this um, fact, people with FASD have brains that are different on a cellular developmental, chemical, structural, and functional level. Their brains have less capacity for neuroplasticity. Another point here, therapies and intervention that rely on neuroplasticity to improve brain function are less effective for people with FASDs. People with FASDs can learn, but the focus needs to be on growing their strengths versus trying to fix their disability. So let's talk about this one. Um, 
our prenatally exposed kids, no matter their age, they can learn. They might learn differently, but they can learn. It's important to note that while we tend to try everything in an attempt to find something that works, myself included, I've done a lot of this. We monitor diet, making sure they get exercise and physical activity and the sensory input that they need. We try supplements and, and therapies and medication and, and, and more, right? Folks, there is no magic cure for an FASD. There's no pill our kids can take that are going to suddenly make them behave and no longer have symptoms of the FASD. Our kids are not going to turn some magic number like 18 or 21 and suddenly outgrow an FASD. I just saw last night a social media post by my friend, Rebecca Tulu of Run FASD. Rebecca has been a guest on this podcast a couple of times. She's been on Natalie's podcast and she's been on um, Robbie Seal's podcast. Rebecca is an adult with an FASD, married, two kids. I think her kids are like nine and 14. Um, and she shared on her social media, her run FASD social media. Um, now in our area, because she actually lives like a couple towns over. She lives very close to where I live. Um, we had a lot of ice, a lot of snow. A lot of the country did um, on Friday, which led to a snow day for many of the school districts. And while snow days can be fun and they're, you know, and exciting and you get to sleep in and, you know, it's, it's we always like want one. I remember growing up even as a kid, right? We all wanted our snow day. Um Snow days are also a change in schedule, a change in routine, and kids can be wildly happy and excited about it. Parents, maybe not so much, right? Now, Rebecca, she's in her 30s. She's an awesome mom, and she's an, an FASD expert and advocate. She's an adult living with an FASD, and she really struggled. That was her in her post. She said, I really struggled. You know, that change in routine and having her kids home and, and, and trying to handle all of that. She applied strategies that she knew would help her like exercising, but it was still a hard day for her. And she was very transparent and shared that on her social media. For us parents and caregivers and even the professionals, that is why it's important for us to be FASD educated and equipped with brain-based strategies. Individuals can learn, but FASD is something they're not going to outgrow. Um, again, I, like I said, this disability has no, there's no magic pill or no magic cure apart from div a divine intervention, right? A apart from a miracle, FASD is a lifelong physical disability that affects the brains and bodies of individuals prenatally exposed to alcohol. So this fact number 40, um, as it pointed out, we must focus on the individual's strengths. Now, I know from talking with Rebecca that she and her husband have a plan for who does what at home and with the kids based on Rebecca's strengths and on what she needs support and help with. So they have a model that works except for something unplanned and maybe unexpected, a snow day kind of tipped everything upside down. So we have to remember that for our kids too. There are things that can happen that cause 
you know, our kids to have a hard time navigating something and we need to be able to accommodate and help our kids through that. Um, my 18 year old son, Jordan, uh, works for my husband. Our family has a construction uh, company and, um, he is very hands-on. He loves to build things. He was the Lego kid when he was younger. Um, you know, he loves to build things out of wood. He can weld very, you know, that's one of his strengths. He's also very social. He likes to be around people. He feeds off of that. My 16-year-old son with FAS, both of my boys that I'm talking about here, both have diagnosed fetal alcohol syndrome. My 16-year-old detests doing anything with his hands. He hated Legos, won't play them. He doesn't like to color or paint or draw or do anything with clay. When he was little, he hated Play-Doh. You know, he doesn't want to do anything with his hands. And he doesn't really like to be out there socially. He wants to just stay in his room. We got to try to get him out of his room. So both FASD, both very different strengths, right? Which is common just because somebody, you can have 10 people in the room all with FASD and they're all going to be a little bit different with different strengths and different challenges. And sometimes there's a lot of commonality, but sometimes it can be very different. Now, Jordan, um, who graduated from high school last year, he recently joined um, our local volunteer fire company. We are very proud of him. Um, Now, recently on Monday night, he went uh, there for an evening class, uh, a CPR class, um, and he passed and got his CPR certification. And then on Tuesday night, he went to their regular weekly Tuesday night meeting. Now, He works, like I mentioned, and he works for the most part full days, five full days. Um, Sometimes it varies because of his disability, but he worked a full day Monday, went to CPR training. He worked a full day Tuesday, went to uh, the firehouse for his meeting. Now, I will tell you when he comes home, he usually lays down and takes a nap before he does anything, um, which he did do. But after being out after working two full days in a row and being out two nights in a row, doing all great and wonderful things that he wanted to do, he overslept Wednesday morning and was late for work. Since he works for our family business and because we are FASD aware, we know that he needs that extra rest. It takes a lot to manage a brain-based disability during the workday. And after those two very full days, he needed extra sleep. He needed it. He, he didn't get into trouble for oversleeping or for going into work late on Wednesday because we understand his disability, right? But think about it. If you were, if you worked for an employer, if your child um, or if an individual with an FASD worked for an employer who doesn't understand the disability, he would have been in trouble, right? It would have been an issue. Okay. Now our son typically comes home from work on Fridays and is done. He takes an extra long nap on Fridays after having worked a full week. Navigating life with an FASD is exhausting. Now, my son is doing good at work. He's doing good at the firehouse. Both places is where his strengths are and his strengths shine through, but it takes a lot out of him. And we understand that and we can make accommodations. What accommodations do you make for your child or children with FAS or with another brain-based disability? I would love to hear. 
So reach out to me. Again, you can email me, Sandra Flack, JFO at gmail.com, um, or you can reach out to me through our website, justicefororphansny.org. I want to hear what you do for accommodations. What, what situations do you encounter where your eyes have been opened and you understand the disability and you understand your, your kid needs some kind of accommodation? Share that because I learn from you just as much as you're learning from me. So reach out to me. Um, would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. And I hope you were encouraged by what I shared. Um, and be sure to let us know that you're listening also by subscribing and following um, this podcast, Orphans No More. Uh, if you want to hear more of my family's story, our adoption journey um, through international, two international adoptions and a kinship adoption, um, and what I learned about spiritual adoption through the lens of being an adoptive parent, you can check out my book, Orphans No More, A Journey Back to the Father. It's available wherever you buy books. If you happen to purchase it on Amazon, um, and we have a sale coming up soon where it's going to be free for the Kindle version. Um, but either way, however you choose to get it, um, if you do get it from Amazon, please go back in there and leave me a review. I believe we are up to 54 reviews, and I'm thrilled about that because my initial goal was 50 reviews. Thank you so much. If you were uh, one of those who have left a review, um, I would really love to get up to 75 reviews next. Um, so um, please go back in there and leave a review. If you haven't read it yet and you would like a signed copy, um, I would love to sign a copy and put it in the mail to you myself. You can order the signed copy with a gift bookmark that we include um, from my website, sandraflack.com. Uh, and you can also learn more about me on that website, read my blog, which I write to um, fellow foster adoptive and kinship families, um, contact me for speaking opportunities. I always would love to be um, a part of any uh, retreat or conference or event that you're doing. Um, so you can reach out to me there. I'm happy to join events and speak online or in person. So reach out. Um, and I'd like to give a shout out here um, for our uh, local Care Portal County sponsors. Care Portal is um, a program that our ministry does to help local children and families in crisis. And we have three amazing businesses, Tri-Nuclear Corporation, Bishop Boundary Construction, and National Bank of Cooksackie. These businesses care about children and families in crisis, and they help us at Justice for Orphans do what we do. So don't forget our website, justicefororphansny.org. We have uh, an entire resource page dedicated to FASD um, and to help you become FASD informed. So I hope you will check that out. Um, we're going to be doing a complete website overhaul over the next few months and make it even more, more um, user-friendly and updated and have more resources there. So stay tuned for that. Um, find us on social media. Justice for Orphans has a Facebook and Instagram page that you can follow. I am also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so uh, reach out. We'd love to connect with you there. Thank you again for listening. I'm so grateful uh, that you took your valuable time out to be with me today. And I'm thrilled to have you along for the journey. Thank you for listening to Orphans No More, for sharing what you've heard and praying for vulnerable children everywhere. We hope you are inspired to walk out James 127 in whatever way God calls you. 
For more information, visit justicefororphansny.org.